Hi, welcome back to Kansas City's Marketing and Advertising Podcast. I'm your host again, David English, uh, the Vice President at AdTrend Outdoor Advertising here in Kansas City. I have with me today a guest whose resume could probably fill up the entire podcast. <laughs> she is a uh, she's an executive. She's an attorney. She's a two-time published author, right? Yes. She's yes. been in a variety of different. Uh, newspapers and magazines with published articles there. Uh, Laura McKnight is her name. And um, I, in all seriousness, I could spend the entire time talking about all that you do. But, <laughs> or not. Or not. Don't do that. <laughs> Let's not. But um, I'm really excited to have you on. Um, thank you for coming by. Thank I, you. I know you're busy. Um, before we dig in, I want to quickly remind everyone while we're here. Um, AdTrend is a locally owned company. And um, with 200 billboards in town, we spend our days competing with these corporate entities day in and day mm-hmm. out. The large, large corporate billboard companies. And I mean, we've been fortunate to find our success, but um, we realize there are some awesome, awesome companies here in town, locally owned marketing companies who are doing some great things. And um, we wanted to create a platform for these companies to come in, talk to us for a little bit about what they do, how they do it, why it's different working with a locally owned company opposed to maybe a corporate um, organization, corporate entity. Um, And uh, maybe have a little fun while we're at it. Um, I have today a bunch of questions that have been emailed over to us that I think we're going to touch on. But before we do that, um, why don't you tell everyone kind of who you are, your background, some of your background, I guess. Sure. Um, what, who, who, yeah. who, who are you? Well, first, thanks for doing this. I, I think what you offer is just a terrific service to small business and to anybody growing a business, really, because I think um, anytime you get a different point of view on a, a topic that everyone cares about, it's always useful, no matter what your business is. So I am a partner in a company called Embolden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a company that I started uh, about... Um, Oh, I guess eight years ago now in my kitchen (laughs) because I was looking for ways to um, inspire people into a vision. And of course, that's what marketing is. But I was an attorney. I was an executive. And so I'd never thought of myself as a marketer. Um, But as I reflect it now on that, I've been a marketer my entire life. As a child, I was putting together family newspapers and always promoting something to try to inspire people into a vision. So I think what's been um, most fun for me, being a partner, owning a marketing firm, um, having not come from a marketing background, coming from a law background, business law, tax law, mergers and acquisitions, um, working for a private equity firm to run a SaaS company, getting it sold, you know, working as, as a CEO of a big foundation. I come at it from a, um, a, a uh, business owner point of view. And and yeah, not that not that sense. other people don't, but I, I think I've just seen the highs and the lows and the, right. everything that comes with running a business, whether it's a small business and uh, in an entrepreneurial setting or whether it's a larger company with billions of dollars or you know whatever it is. Um, and but but again, like I said, I started the company at my kitchen counter because I was writing a book and I needed to create these really tangible experiences that people could lock onto and feel emotionally connected. And um, that was the basis for then building what we now use at Embolden as our, our tools, our techniques, our ways that we help our clients um, get, get the people they want to do business with. Coming in the door. Yeah, coming right. in the door. No, it makes sense. I mean, the passion is just oozing out of you. And I, I, I would assume you try to relay that 
to your customers and, and build that passion into in what they do mm-hmm. as well. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's obvious. I wish everyone could see the way you're talking because it's 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 remarkable. Really. Oh well, thank you. No, well, li- likewise, I, I think you've got a strong passion for your work as so, well. So I mean. Tell us a little bit about Embolden. I mean, if you can dig in just a little bit. Sure, of course. What do you guys do there? It's a, it's kind of a little bit different of an, of an yeah. agency type Yeah, yeah. Well, we do everything that a marketing agency right. would do. So websites, you know, social media, advertising, whatever it is. But um, I think where, where our sweet spot really is what we call just, just business development. I mean, it's really just bringing new customers into a business and keeping them sticky. Um, and so um, we, well, one of the ways that we've really differentiated ourselves, I think, is that is our very deep understanding of the way today's consumer or employee or whoever it is we're trying to capture mm-hmm. thinks. Because people think so differently and they feel so differently than they did five, years, five ago. years ago. Everything has changed. And we, we just, we kept hearing that from our clients. Everything has changed. So we've dug into that. We're also we have a research arm, and we've done a lot of very deep research, and, and as you pointed out, publishing um, in this area of what we call social impact culture. It's really this work, life, community, family, wellness mindset that has is just embedded so deeply in people today, and that has that has thrown a massive curveball into anybody who's who's going about their marketing and business development in the way they used to. Yeah. It doesn't work. It just the, doesn't work. What caused that change? What, what what's, uh, it's five yes. years ago. I mean, I could argue it's three years ago. I yeah, mean, it, what's, yeah. what, why, why a yeah. change? So um, I have a couple theories on that. And yeah. then we've, we've vetted these out through, um, through, our, through our research, actually. A um, couple things. The first, really, we're looking at it. It's yeah. these phones. And... Um, everybody says that, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, the fo- technology has changed everything. Yes, but when hasn't it? I mean, everything is, is somehow technology-based. But this really was, you'd look at the research around um, 2008, nine, around the time that the economy right. collapsed. And then at the same time, we were getting, we were all getting these iPhones. And so we could do everything from our phones. Mm. And that, the, the combination of those two things was dramatic. So suddenly people had this, whoa, you know, we could... We, we could lose everything, and but yet we have everything in yeah. our phones, and that's a weird, that's a weird dissonance, yeah. right? Well, I've 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 can lose everything. I've seen it all crash, but yet I have everything in my phone. What's that about? And then so that's layered then in with what we call this social impact mindset, where people truly want to feel better, and they they um, whether they realize it or not, they are internalizing these pro-social behaviors that they've been doing. And they want to feel better doing that. So, you know, a lot of people think of that as just, oh, writing checks to charities or volunteering. But no, this is is very far reaching. So if we're sharing something with our, like my kids are sharing with with each other, which doesn't happen very often. Or if we're making dinner for somebody next door who's ill or we're celebrating at um, community events and... Um, or I'm cleaning out my closet and donating all my stuff because I want to simplify my life. But all of that is part of today's social impact culture where we're seeing ourselves as part of a, an, an ecosystem of people. And um, it really does matter. You know, it, it, we're all concerned about, I think, the welfare of the world in some way, mm-hmm. whether we, that plays out in, in a lot of different behaviors. Um, so our studies that we did have shown that when people reflect on their own social impact activities, 92% feel better. 
that was a major 92 uh-huh. yeah so that's you asked what makes emboldened different i think we we've dug so much into the psyche of today's consumer employee business person whoever it is whether it's b2b b2b to c whatever we're trying to market to that matters right um so you couple that with how everything changed with the economy with what's going on today in our in our political landscape with the technology that we have at our fingertips at all times and it's it's created a, a very different environment for growing businesses right I agree I, you sparked a memory when I growing up my parents had this bookshelf in our living room and, yeah uh, it, it consists one shelf consisted of all the encyclopedias yeah you know, yes, right yes, and yes. I was talking to my marketing professor during grad school about this and how remarkable it is that um, growing up, if I had a question, I'd ask mom or dad, and they say, well, go look in the encyclopedia. It's mm-hmm. going to be in this book and read about mm-hmm. it. Those books don't exist anymore because I have all of that in my pocket. <laughs> yes. I'm carrying it around all the time. I mean, yes. every, every event that ever is recorded in yes. human history, every, you can find the price of anything you want yep. within... A couple minutes. Um, it's the technology that we have at our fingertips is. I mean, I've, it's beyond our comprehension. It is, and that's pro- and that's where um, I think where we focus at Embolden is on that mindset. How does how does today's work life community wellness family mindset all glom together? Yeah. How does that influence consumer behavior? And then what are those tools that can make it very concrete? Because I think what most companies struggle with, at, at the C level to the marketing executives to you know everyone is how do I make this concrete? Because right. it all just feels like this big blob where we used to be able to, well, this is, these are the encyclopedias. Now it's just this big blob. So how do you build relationships with people and, get, and convert them, get them to do business with you in right. an environment like this? So we have a lot of different tools that we use. We have a, a formula for authentic engagement that starts with you know, affirming how people are, see themselves in the world and all kinds of tools that, that we use. But the bottom line is we're, we're really celebrating what it means to be human and trying to tap into that um, and help our clients tap into that in ways that they've not been able to do before. Because you, you, you no longer can just be kind of on the surface. Um, right. It has to go deeper, but you have to be able to scale it. So how do you scale going deeper? Right. I yeah. love it. I mean, and I think the ability to dig in with your customers like that mm-hmm. and really define, because I would argue, I'm not, I'm, I guess I'm asking here, a lot of the customers don't know the answers to a lot of those questions you're asking. They nope. just, this is how business has been done before. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. This is how my predecessor did it. Mm-hmm. And in reality, the world's changed so much. Mm-hmm. An organization like yours coming in and saying, mm-hmm. hit the brakes, mm-hmm. let's relook at the situation. And simplify and simplify. find out and extract the data you need. Don't try to sort. You know, you've seen the statistics about the, the vast quantities of unstructured data out there. Yeah. It's beyond the point that we can make sense of it. So most companies actually have pretty decent data but so what you know what what it what what can they do with it so I think of um, some approaches come in and say well we're going to study all your data and organize it and all that like okay you could spend six weeks and a bunch of money doing that or Mm -hmm. let's come in and very quickly extract just the pieces we need to move forward and we can do that very quickly and get you to some action um, so one of the, the things that we are very committed to at Embolden is what we call impeccable responsiveness, um, but that, and, uh, uh, which is shocking because I was so late today. You can like, <laughs> this chick is not impeccably responsive. She got no, herself no. lost on the way to the library, went to You're the wrong fine. one. So thank you um, for your patience with me. But we do, when we serve clients, uh, we do things very quickly. 
very practically. Um, people, it, it, that's another commonality I think of today's marketplace is you can't be slow. You cannot mm. be slow be, because you could plan something and you don't have six months to plan it, to execute it. No. So you can plan, you could quickly plan and then execute. So most of the things that we do, we turn around um, in a week to 10 days to 30 days, but everything is on this very jumpstart kind of cycle because mm. you have to test to see what works and you have to be engaging your customers trying to bring them to action as quickly as possible so you know how to adjust your strategy. It's about making decisions quickly. Yes, it's it, tough. It, it's it's, it's hard the idea decide. that a, 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 a plan that is thought out mm-hmm. today is better than a perfect plan in six months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, make a decision and move on. And if it's the wrong decision, especially in business, I mean, if it's, if it's the wrong decision, so be it. We'll figure that out later, but make a decision, make it right now, yep. and move forward. Yep, and it's so interesting to see a lot of these questions from your listeners, great questions, and they yeah. all, the theme, there's there's definitely a theme. So how, how do you deal with the highs and lows of, of business ownership? How, how do you, you know, balance the good days with, with bad days? How do you deal with with client retention. You want to dig into them? Don't yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Well, let's do because I think these are these are they're all they're so related yeah. to what we're talking about. Um, so let's just even should we just take yeah. one? Well, the first one was from Ryan. Uh, he he listed a city as Prairie Village, which if you don't know where Prairie Village is, it's a small little community within inside of the KC Metro. Um, he asks about how to handle the good days versus the bad days. Um, mm-hmm. What how do you I guess the premise would be keep from getting too high or keep from getting too low. Uh, in theory, yeah. <laughs> but I think I think it is. I, I think that's also another hallmark of today's culture. Is it is a roller coaster. Yeah. And so I think the first step is just acknowledging this is not just me. Everyone is feeling this roller coaster. So that always helps to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. That this is a very roller coaster type of environment because we can get the news so quickly. We have to act so quickly. It's it's going to come with its ups and downs. Um, I think the second tool here uh, for Ryan to deploy um, is to put the pressure on the on a process and not on the people, and that's really hard to do when you're in the throes of crisis or whatever it is with these highs and lows. But if you right. can pause for a minute and think, you know, I'm going to take myself out of this. This is stressful, or if it's a client that's stressful, or family, or whatever, it's all blended together. And, and let's just kind of map out, let's just objectify the situation and just say, what are the three things I can do to address this? Mm. Um, and try to take the emotion out of it. Warren Buffett has some great quotes about letting emotion get in the way of business success. Sure. Yeah. And that's really, I think that's actually impossible not to have emotion fly into things. But if you could just take a break from emotion when things get stressful and say, let me just write down the three that, that what's the truth in this situation? I heard Ken Blanchard speak once, and that was. It was a breakthrough for me because he said, just in any situation when things get stressful, stop and say, what's the truth in this situation? And it's going to force you to be more objective. So you can put put the pressure on the process rather than the people side for just a moment. Mm-hmm. It'll help. Um, and then the third, I think, is just keep going. Just keep, keep going. Moving, keep moving through it. <laughs> keep going. Do not quit. Do not quit. Do not quit. I always I love studying very successful people and um, what what are those key things that get them through. And you, that's a common theme. Yeah. Don't quit. Don't quit. Never give in. Never give up. Never, never, never give up. Never give up. And um, I think that's true. I love it. And one thing I'll throw in there is about the good days. And yes. every business owner has seen them. Mm-hmm. Your, your, maybe your, your cash and checks, the, the size and amount that you haven't cashed before. Yep. Or um, you have retained a customer or you gained a customer that you were in dire need for. 
that's great, mm-hmm. but don't stop. Don't don't, stop. don't enjoy it. I mean, such good. That's great advice. I mean, it's it, heck yeah. I mean, everyone's gonna have those good days, yeah. and that's that's not cause for. All right, let's go. We close the doors early. We had a great day. I mean, man, get out and appreciate it. But let's move on. Let's move forward to the next. What's next? You know, mm-hmm. as kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it yeah. also helps if you're not alone. I think. Um, I mean, I, I started my business on my own, and fortunately, a few years ago, uh, brought in a business partner, Anne Marie Harrington, and she lives in Rhode Island. Right. So we work almost virtually, but it, it always we see each other just a couple times a year for client meetings. Um, but it's it really is helpful to have a very strong business partner that you're kind of in this together equally, and here you go. Yeah. So that helps a lot. But some so, people do go it alone. So Kevin, uh, listening out in San Francisco, which is really exciting because yeah. um, again we we absolutely love it. He um, he's having a problem with client retention. Yeah. Um, he says that um, his um, he has a digital marketing company out there, and um, turnover for the clients and the retention of the clients is higher than he'd like to see. Mm-hmm. I don't have a digital marketing company, mm-hmm. but I, I, I run a, a, an outdoor advertising company. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts here? Mm-hmm. So um, sticky clients is always the best. You know, what, what do they say? It's, yeah. it's, it takes you seven times seven, longer, seven times right, more to resources gain to gain a customer. A customer, than keep yeah, a customer. Thing, yeah. So client retention is absolutely critical. Um, I think, so, so again, I would have three tips on client retention. Um, the first is, it's always, it's a good opportunity when a client leaves, and I'm, I'm sure Kevin's doing this, to say, is this a client that I wanted to keep anyway? Right. Because it's kind of like back in high school with your friends. If a friend dumps you, were they really your friend to begin with? So, and that's, you know, a few cases of, of client retention. It's like, you know what, that, that may be okay. So, that's the first question, is what what was it about that relationship, that client relationship that that caused them to leave and, and maybe that's okay because maybe it was not the best fit for our, our business and, and vice versa. Um, once you get past that, then um, then you really do need to look at, at why they left. And, and it's, it's amazing how much clients really will tell you when they leave. It's a tough conversation to have, but if it's, an, if it's appropriate, and, and Kevin's probably doing this too, is really asking what, what's the reason. Now, the challenge there is that people really don't ever come out and tell you exactly because I think most people are not that blunt maybe 20% of people will be as direct as you yeah. need them to be but but you can you can gather a, enough information to then really reflect on the whole situation and say uh, you can I think everybody kind of always knows why the client left if they mm-hmm. really were to admit it to themselves especially if they can ask some questions and but learning that is is extremely valuable um, and then the third is just Let's not let that happen again. So what, what do we do to keep that client? And I'll never forget in law school, one of my favorite professors said, um, people don't leave their lawyers for bad legal work. Nobody knows if you're really doing good legal work or not. I mean, that right, right. it's so complicated. Like, they don't know if you're, the will you drafted is any better than the guy down the street. But they do know if you communicated, and they know how, they, how you treated them. And mm-hmm. most people fire their lawyers or I'm sure anybody in the other service agency, business, yeah. agency, for lack of communication. Yeah. Did they get the right amount of communication? Was it proactive communication? Um, we talk a lot in our company about how uh, you have to communicate with the client before they even think about the fact that you haven't called them. If you, if you reach out to them, the minute before they, are, they were going to think, hey, I haven't heard from them lately, you're fine. 
if you call them the minute after they had that thought, that's where the problem starts. Game over. Yeah. So you have to anticipate, and it's hard because it's nuanced, and and you don't want to bug them too much. But you, so it's just it's being very in tune, listening for what that client needs from you, mm-hmm. and not what you want to give that client. It's tough. I, it is. I mean, I've I've lost clients before, and I I always like to take a second, stop, and look myself in the mirror and say, okay, is this something I did directly? Yeah. I mean, did, am I, am I, let's, let's play that process out. Yeah. How did it work? And you're right. What you said earlier was spot on. You can usually figure out exactly what happened. Oh yeah. I mean, you and can. if they found a cheaper bid somewhere else or they found, I mean, that's, that's fine. But if you cause the problem, make sure it doesn't happen again, correct mm-hmm. your errors and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, clients come and go, they leave. I mean, mm-hmm. and it happens, but um, you're right. You got to sticky clients or the name of the game. That's right. Because then, because then they refer and everything else. That's a great, that's a great question. Well, we probably have time for yeah, get a couple more. more. Yeah. Uh, Marcus and KCMO um, has evidently been listening a little bit because I yeah. have mentioned my, my, my child and my soon to be second son. Oh, um, that's exciting. A few times. Yeah, anytime oh. now. Oh, um, really? Oh, good. The uh, um, balance of work and life, owning your business and being involved in the family. I mean, I, um, I'm assuming he, I mean, he's heard, he's heard me talk about kids, but it, to me it's essential. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's a deal breaker if I am pulling too much away from my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, fortunately I have a spouse at home who is, understands that work um, is very important to, mm-hmm. to what we do, at, you know, on the weekends, if you will. Mm-hmm. But um, you, want, you, know, you mentioned kids earlier. Do you want to talk about that as well? Yeah, I have, well, I have three daughters at home and um, yeah, it's, I think it is tough. So um, I also have a theory on this. It's probably wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, it's. I always think if you know, if you throw something out there, be like, she's wrong. But at least if people are listening and think, well, she's what I do, it gets people to think, well, what do I, how do I feel about this? Right. So the, the approach I've always taken is um, it's, I, I think there's, it's hard to have a middle ground really on this issue, mm-hmm. at least for me. So I decided early on that either I would completely separate work and family or completely blend it together. Right. I, I just couldn't, the gray area was just, ah. Then I felt like I was doing you nothing balls, well. Juggling like, balls. I, I, and... Juggling's not that interesting to me. I'm not, I, I mean, I, do, <laughs> I guess I do a lot of it, but I, I have taken the approach that it's all one thing. Love it, okay. All one thing. Yeah. And I just do it all, all the time. And, and I know they say multitasking is really bad for your brain, but I think if you, if you, uh, cycle quickly and really focus when you're focused and just kind of do it all, all the time it, it does work so um, I also want my kids to see how I work because I want them to see that it is possible to be present with your kids and still be working and I don't mind till they're old enough now and with yours yeah. so little you can't yeah. but I can say to my kids girls I hear you Thank you for asking that question. Sometimes I don't say it that nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for asking that question. <laughs> Thanks for asking that. Just one moment. Just just a second. Here's an email. I'm, I need to respond to an email from someone. Mm-hmm. And then I focus completely on the email. And then I say, okay, now, I finished the email. I really needed to get back to that person. Let's now focus on your question. Yeah. But it's I've been in the same room with them. And I want them to see what responsiveness needs. I want them. I want them to see that I care about my clients. I want them to see that I care about them. 
And it's tough. I don't go lock myself in an office and say, don't bother me, I'm working now, unless I have some big project. So, right. But, you know, I, 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 there's probably no right answer on it. It's tough. I mean, the other day I, I was at home and uh, I had a client of mine emailing me about a very timely issue. Yep. I, I had you to. You had to get back. I had to get back. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, the problems that would in, cure, occur Terrible. afterwards. Oh, they're off. So I'm on my phone. I'm answering email. And the little guy was walking over. He grabs my hand and he goes, Daddy, play. Daddy, Aww. play. And, and he's pulling me into his little playroom that we have um, set aside for him where his toy set. And it's tough. I mean, to get that balance so is hard. hard. Um, but I like the idea of focus. I mean, when I am mm-hmm. with him. Focus. I am 100%. I'm not, you know actively you know kind of answer my phone and kind of mm-hmm. hanging out with him it is him or it's work and mm-hmm. it's or it's 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 my wife and him or work and um he came to my office the other day uh for a few hours just because we were juggling kids the kid around and um and whatnot and he he had a lot of fun he's sitting there he's coloring on the desk and you know i'm able to work while he's doing that but man when he wants attention it is it's it's him and, yeah. and the balance is hard it is really hard. Um, I don't know. One more? Or, I mean, I, I don't know how much time you have. But, oh, I know. If you've um, got one I've got more, time. Fine. We'll knock yeah. out, we'll knock, I'll get back to the rest of them later. Okay. Um, looks like a Lee in uh, Kansas here, I City. Be. No, either way. Um, he, uh, he has a one-man law practice here in town, mm-hmm. and he admits that he doesn't know marketing that well, and he mm-hmm. wants to know about branding. Yes. Branding. I mean, how does, how does that look? I mean, with so many different avenues to promote yes. a law practice. Um what you're you're an attorney what 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 advice would you have for the guy oh it's such a great question um so that's that's actually a fun opportunity to to even to be asking that question is is that's already a marketing plan right sure. you know you're sure. already doing being very proactive um so there i think there there always are an interesting way to do branding and they're different they're different lots of different approaches but it, the brand is just how people see you and how how they perceive you mm-hmm. to be doing their work, and then um, you need to either tweak that if you don't like how they perceive it, or or um, go with it. Right. So um, probably for a, a small law practice, the best thing to do would be to see if there are a couple of clients and just listen to how clients would describe Lee to their friends and family. Yeah. Um, and because you can always learn so much about how other people des- describe you, and that's really what matters. Oh, I use Lee because. He always gets back to me, or he always has a, a really creative approach, or um, I know I, I know I can count on Lee. I n- I'm not worried at all about my life. So whatever he's projecting, even if he's not using those words, that it's coming through to the clients. And so even just asking a few clients, like, how would you describe? I'm doing a little bit of a branding exercise. Or how would you how would you describe me to your colleagues and friends? And, and usually a handful of people are willing to do that. And then if they're find the themes. And then work around that. Usually there are four or five key themes that come out in an, a, even a small exercise like that. And if you can just boil it down to a, a common theme, then that's the one that you can you can repeat. And so even for a law practice, it doesn't even have to be fancy. But just um, you know, when he's out talking to people, I really love working with clients who count on me to X, whatever that X right. is. Right. I love I, – I, I'm so fortunate to work with – clients who um, count on me to do this or who see me as their trusted advisor just playing those words back and then pretty soon become self-reinforcing yeah I think the idea of understanding how people perceive you is critical is very critical because mm-hmm. most people would be shocked 
I think, mm-hmm. about how you're perceived. Yes. I mean, I know how I want the public to see me mm-hmm. and how they want to see my business. Um, just because I want it that way does not mean that's right. the, the image I'm projecting. Right. And to be self-aware about how people you know see you um, is, I think it's good advice not only for Lee, but also the, for public or any business in general. I mean, how, how are you perceived? I mean, yep. I hope AdTrend is perceived as the locally owned billboard company that mm-hmm. has found their niche and we, mm-hmm. you know, the, the little engine that could, if you will, mm-hmm. that um, I don't know that everyone looks at it that us that way, mm-hmm. but that's what we want. And, mm-hmm. you know, branding yourself in a certain way really depends on how people see you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then you have to have the discipline to have it consistent across all your channels. No, it, that's and which that's is tough. another. That's execution. It is it's execution and it's consistency. Yes. Um, you break that pattern or that mold, you know, on a frequent basis. You're not perceived as the timely attorney, or you're not perceived no. as the, um, the little engine that could. You're perceived as someone completely different. You know? Yep. And um, that perception is incredibly important. Yes. Um, and, and how people go. Hey, I, w- I want again. I want to say thank you. I oh, mean, thank we, you. Um, we could do this forever. I mean, the questions from the listeners. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. If you have a question yourself, please email them over to me. My email address again is d english at ad dash trend ad hyphen trend dot com. Uh, um, we've got a list in, in the office put together. I brought a few with me today. But um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way to do that? Uh, just go to embolden.com yeah. and it's easy to find us, Laura McKnight. So yep. You can Google Laura McKnight Embolden and it'll pop up. <laughs> well, thanks again, everyone. Please listen, share, subscribe to the podcast. I love what we're doing here. Uh, episodes again drop on Tuesdays. And um, until then, email me questions over or we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.